So, like, are you a big fan of this? Like, I'm always interested in, like, people who... Oh, huge fan of Dr. Peterson. So, I recently... um, So, my boyfriend's best friend was talking about listening to one of his podcasts. And because he's been on Jocko twice. So, he was talking about that. And my first introduction to him was the first podcast he did with Jocko, which was about four hours. And it was all about, like darkness and like evil and I was literally obsessed after that like I had a four-hour drive I put on the podcast and I was just like mind blown with this guy's information and I'm a big um how people speak and how they get their words across is really big to me um and a lot of academics can be um they can be very biased and that's just kind of how academia is and he is not biased at all. The way he says things is very tr- truthful. Obviously, that's a big thing. It's just like tell the truth, don't lie. And how he says things, um, I don't know how he has people who do not like him. I do not understand how people can misinterpret what he's saying because what he says is very, very straightforward. And how he says it, it, he presents it in the best way possible. So the information he provides is outstanding. So I've listened to his podcast on Jocko, all of his podcasts on Rogan. I listen to his podcast. I have both of his books. Um, so we're definitely like fangirling. <laughs> Over Jordan Peterson. Um, and I just think he's amazing and his message needs to be heard more. Clearly, he's very well known. Um, I was like, oh, maybe nobody knows about this guy. But a lot of people do. But there, it is a very niche market, I think, who follows him. Even though it is a lot of people, I think it's still very niche. Um, and if, if anybody out there is like a nerd like me and hasn't, um, you know, is interested in his YouTube channel and is not watched. He has a bunch of lectures on there mm. just like from, and I just think that's so cool. I'm like, Oh cool. I'm like going to school without having to take the test. <laughs> uh, so I, I just love all of his stuff. And again, it's, it's very, um, it's just stuff that people don't want to hear, which is really what people need to hear in life. Um, usually most of the time. So that's why I'm such a big fan of his. So yeah. Yeah. He's really He's really, like, truthful, but he's also, like, really stern. Like, hey, this is clean your damn room. Do all these things. Like, he's always, like, been like this person. And it's really weird seeing him. I think, you know, for him, it's, like, the fame part is, like, the weirdest thing for him. He's, like, he doesn't understand it. Like, that's one of the things, like, he just never could articulate. I've always wanted him to articulate it. But, you know, it's one of the most difficult things to for him to kind of come to grips oh yeah, there's a million people that watch my lectures, there's this and that, like, it's so weird for him, because, you know, he's a professor. Yeah, I mean, but for so long, he was just a, you know, professor, and his reach was only the university, you know what I mean, and obviously, I'm sure, before that, all of his students, you know, really enjoyed his classes, but then when you go on somebody like Joe Rogan three times, like, you're going to get pretty popular, you know what I mean? Um, So it's, I mean, I think anybody adjusting to that kind of stuff is difficult, Um you know, unless for whatever you have this preconceived notion that you like should be famous for people who are, you know, just normal people. And then they become, you know, famous, quote unquote. Um, that's, you know, like that's a big adjustment. Yeah. 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 And he did it so fast. Like, you know, it came out of nowhere. Like yeah. nobody would have guessed like, Oh, this professor from Toronto would be, you know, this, this, you know, crazy lecturer, this kind of like modern day spokesperson. Like, and nobody expected that. Like, you know, so, yeah, I think it's so interesting. And his book, if you haven't read it, I think was it twelve? I always twelve rules for life. Yeah, there's actually forty rules. He told me. Um, <laughs> he just he had to he narrow just, it down. Yes, he just put twelve in there. So I was like <laughs> the best twelve, I guess. I don't know. And so his book is out. Um, I'm not sure if everyone knows. So, or even if you don't listen to him, you know, he does a lot of podcasts, like so many. 
Right, like, yeah. I'm like, man, like, how many podcasts are you on? Every single <laughs> one. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. So I, I really like his kind of style and the way he talks is like, it's kind of like translucent. Like, it's like really, like he gets you engaged so much. Like, there's nobody I would ever watch a lecture from for an hour for fun. Like, there's nobody I would do that for. Like, if you're talking about something interesting that I'm really interested in, maybe, but like, I would get bored after an hour. You know, I could watch three, four of his lectures and still be entertained. It's weird. Yeah, no, he he definitely has a gift for speaking, um, and that's something that I mean, obviously, he's developed over his years of being a psychologist and being a professor. Um, but now it's just taken to the next level, so it's super cool to see that he's really successful. Yeah, yeah, and he's selling out theaters, literal yeah. theaters. I'm like, what? I know, it's so cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, enough about Dr. Peterson. We'll... Yeah, right. If you're listening, we love you. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I guess. Let's get to who you are, kind of like give us a little background and like, cause you know, everybody wants to know. Okay. So background is I have my bachelor's and master's in exercise science. Uh, I started out as a dietetics major actually, and then eventually transitioned. Um, I did, I helped out a little bit of undergraduate research, which is then why I wanted to do graduate research because I thought it was so interesting. Um, and my, my graduate level research actually was looking at how different types of diet affect weight loss and weight regain. So I looked at a meal plan versus flexible dieting for weight loss phase and a weight regain phase. Um, Now I've been graduated two years. I can't believe that. Um, So that was a little while ago. It it feels like yesterday, you know, that I've I've been in school for so long. Um, I have been competing since 2011. Uh, I started in the NPC as a figure competitor, eventually earned my professional status in the IFBB as a bikini competitor. And then now I've been competing as a pro since 2014. Um, I'm currently prepping right now. I took all of last year off because of an injury. And now I'm getting ready. I'm a few weeks out actually for my first show of this year. Um, And then my main thing that I do is LocoFit. That is my business my online coaching and consulting business where I work with competitors, aspiring competitors, and lifestyle people on nutrition, training, mindset, everything kind of together. It's all online, though, so my clients are all over the world. Uh, I do also offer competition-specific things like you know posing lessons and Skypes, uh, things of that nature. Um, I have two podcasts myself, uh, Redefine Healthy Radio and The Unglamorous Life. I'm part of both of those, so that's been a really fun journey this year doing that. Um, I have several sponsors within the industry, so I kind of just do a bunch of different things. I, I travel and I speak at different seminars and events. And yeah, this year's been a lot of travel, a lot of really cool opportunities. So I would say that the main thing that I do, of course, day to day is my coaching business. And then I, everything else just kind of fills in uh, in different weekends. <laughs> that, that was, this is a lot of stuff. All right. I mean, the podcasting so interesting to me. So like, what made you want to do podcasting? Like. So to be completely honest, me and Paul started Redefine Healthy Radio at Paul Ravella. He's a, we have completely separate businesses, but we do a lot of things together, specifically this. We travel everywhere together. Um, and so we were on the plane coming home last year, actually, in June um, from a show. And we just always have like conversations, you know, because we're best friends and we're always just traveling and doing stuff. And he's like, we should like record these, you know, like people need to hear this. Sometimes it's educational, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's both. Um, and he's like, let's start, let's start this. And I was like, okay, like what do we have to lose? Right. Kind of a deal. And, uh, so we started, it was actually a lot harder to start than we thought because of just all the little things. Like, you know, you just don't, you're just like, oh, I'll just plug this in a computer and start. And it, 
kind of like that, but a little bit more difficult. Um, and I'm very technology challenged, so it was a lot harder for me to understand. Um, but now we have been doing that for, I guess, almost a year. Um, that's crazy to think about. And um, right now it's only, we don't travel, it's only in-house. So um, we both live in Florida. So it's, if we have guests who live in the area, they come, you know, people travel, we will have them on or it's just me and him. Um, we are thinking about taking the next step to make it, um, you know, mobile because we do travel all the time and we know a lot of cool people that we could interview, but we're like, shit, we don't have our equipment. Um, so right now that's kind of where we're at and it's been really, really fun. And then the other one, the unglamorous life, um, my other best friend, Celeste, um, Juanan, who owns Celestial Bodies, which is one of the companies I work with. She had just kind of gone through a lot of stuff last year and was like, I just want to start this project. Like, do you want to do it with me? Like, we'll kind of talk about like all the unglamorous side of things because we're both like pretty honest, pretty truthful. Um, and so that's really where that one's at. It covers a whole bunch of different topics, whereas Redefine Healthy Radio is a little bit more like training, nutrition, you know, physique, psychology related. Whereas the unglamorous life is literally anything that we can think of that we talk about that is, you know, more of the unglamorous side of things. So whether it's like business or travel or relationships or, you know, that kind of stuff. So we just talk about it all. So uh, it's been really fun. Uh, I personally, like I have a YouTube channel. I was never really into YouTube. Uh, I do not like vlogging, um, you know, so I never really got into that whole scene. And most of my videos are just educational based or just talking about a specific topic. You know, it's like me in front of the camera just talking. And uh, so when we decided to do the podcast, I realized that that was pretty much the same thing, just a longer form, and I didn't have to edit it, <laughs> which oh, yeah. was fantastic because I hate editing. Uh, I mean, you can obviously edit a few things, like, you know, like, you know, the intro and stuff like that. But as far as, like, a video, you got to, like, edit it and chop it up and do it. I hate that shit. So the podcast is we press start, we talk, we can kind of ramble, we go on, and then, bam, there it is. So... I've really liked that form a lot better personally. Um, and then you get to kind of expand on certain things. Whereas like with a YouTube video, you're like, oh God, I'm somebody going to watch this 30 minute thing or whatever. But with a podcast, like that's normal. So, uh, and I listen to podcasts way more than I've never really gotten in. Like I said, gotten into the whole YouTube thing. Like I, I just, so I think it, it just fits a lot better. And I will still do YouTube videos, but they're, again, they're just shorter talking clips. Um, so that's why we started the podcast and it's, it's been really fun. Yeah, yeah, I always, I always like people who do podcasts because it's like, you can speak and do all these other things that are like, <laughs> like really good skills. It honestly, it makes you better a better speaker. So I've, I've been doing seminars and events and stuff for many years now, and I can without a doubt say that within this past year of starting and being on these podcasts, I speak I still am not an amazing speaker by any stretch of the imagination but I have definitely improved from years past this year and now when I'm thrown into events when it's like you know recently I spoke at a first form sales conference and there was like over 250 people there and I was on this huge stage and it was just like I made up the presentation like the day before and I got up there and I was I was pretty confident you know and whereas you know Obviously, it was kind of hard because I had to follow up people like Andy Frisella. So I was like, well, I'm not as good as that. But if I hadn't have done the podcast and I hadn't have learned how to speak, even though you're speaking to a mic, you practice it a lot more. So it's it's been a cool skill in that way, like forcing me to develop that. Um, and ultimately, podcasts reach more people than you'd ever be able to reach any other way. So my business is very small because it's a you know one-on-one -on -one type business. So I have individual clients. I can only work with so many people. You know, even if I decide to expand the business and like hire out different coaches, there's still a limit because there's so much time in a day and your quality of work can only have so many clients. 
Um, whereas with the podcast, you know, it's free. People can listen to it and you can reach people all over the world. So now when I go to events, people who I would never be able to coach or help personally can listen to that and be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for blah, blah, blah. So that's really cool. And that's really been the most rewarding thing about it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I feel like podcasting just really helps you speak. Like, like I was such a terrible speaker. Like, I listened to the first podcast. I'm like, oh, please, close my ears. For the love of God, stop it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's like, to me, it's like, no, this, you know, and like, I mean, the problem I have is I don't remember what I say sometimes. So, like, someone brings something up to me. I'm like, I don't know what I said that. Oh, me neither. I get that all the time. I'm like, ha, 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 this was so funny. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, you literally just said this. And I was like, I just talk and I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, that, that to me is like crazy that I do that, like it's just like I forget everything, but you know, some people just do that, so, but you know, I listen to that and I'm like, wow, that's a terrible thought I had, <laughs> like I, I should have said something better, like, but it's always interesting because mine is like an interview-based podcast, so it's like, I speak, you speak, it's like a back and forth and but it's more natural. Like I'm, I've always hated the ones that are like, "Let me give you ten questions. Here's ten questions." Oh my god. We, yeah, we don't do that either. Like we don't even have a like a schedule. Like me, like both me and me and Paul, and then me and Celeste. We just kind of like, "What's our topic? Let's have at it." You know, like that's just kind of where we roll with it. Um, and I think that it's a lot um, better, in my opinion, that mm. way, and it's less forced. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're doing the one by yourself. Like, I always I always applaud people for people that just do it by themselves, speaking to a microphone. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, that's that's really <laughs> tough. Like, you actually have to have notes and think about what you're saying. Yeah. You're speaking to, like, people. It's like, oh, that's crazy. And the amount of people that listen, it's like, what? Like, it's crazy. It's like, I don't know if these numbers are crazy numbers, but it's just weird that people listen so much. You know? It's, like, very strange. I don't know. I always, I always freak out. I'm like, you know, there's this many people. Oh, and then it just, it's like that's really weird. And like, they're like from different countries. Like, you know. Mhm. Yeah, that's the coolest part. Is like I said, the reach is you, you can't quantify that in any other way. You know, and no matter what you do, um, whether it's you know, even if you have online work, you know, or you have. Um, you know, seminars or webinars, you know, or I guess a webinar is a little bit different because you can really reach anybody in that sense too. Um, but, you know, you can sell out a stadium, right, in a city, but you're only with those, that city or people travel, but relatively. Whereas the podcast, anybody can pick that up and listen to it anywhere, anytime, which is super cool. Would you, would you do like those, I always see podcasts do the Q&As live. Um, would you ever do those? I'm always interested in like people. Um, I mean, yeah, I, we've thought about it. Actually, we, we've thought about doing a Q&A one because we haven't. And I genuinely, so obviously we have ideas of things that we want to hear based on, no, that we think people want to hear based on like questions we get a lot or just things that are happening in our lives. Um, but I do think that Q&A is very powerful, whether it's in person, you know, like during the seminar or whether it's online, like pre, you know, pre questions that have come in already previously. Um, couldn't think of that word. Um, or if you're doing it like kind of like a live thing, the problem with the lives for me, me and Paul actually did one a little bit ago, which was a terrible idea because we set it up with two. Uh -huh. So like I had my Instagram on and he had his Facebook. So then we were kind of like going back and forth and then that just like my ADD was like, what the hell's going on? So, um, moving forward, we would definitely like somebody has to like moderate like the questions coming in because like for me, like I can't read stuff 
and then it, like disappear and then like somebody asks another thing and then my you know like I just I don't do very well with that so typically if I have the questions like already like laid out then that would be a little better or just somebody like directing them like hey this is what the question is um so I don't I don't mind the live type of scenario it's just like it you can easily like skim over something um and then you feel like an idiot like please ask the question again and then that just kind of becomes you know kind of annoying and it, it's always like when there's like a lot of questions coming in and then other times there's like crickets and you're like could somebody ask <laughs> and like it just kind of goes back and forth between that so it's it can be a little weird that way, but I do like Q&A style because it, it's exactly what people want to hear. I mean, you can only know so much about what somebody wants to hear when they're saying, hey, this is what I, I need to know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of like a cool thing to implement. I also like the conversation. Just like, if you know, it's like two people talking. That's all. That's what yep. po- how podcasts were born. It's just like two people talking about something. And that's just kind of how it went. And... I think that's interesting that people like want more Q and A's and want to ask questions and like be more interactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think it's crazy. I don't know. Podcasting is insane. I, I mean, there's so many good podcasts out there. Like, I, I'm like, I don't know what to recommend someone. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I got a list of a hundred. Which ones do you like? You know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and do you like talking a lot, or is it just like? you just think like oh this is would be a really cool way to reach people no i'm definitely very uh vocal like i'm very extroverted um on jordan peterson's understand yourself uh of course i've taken that uh, <laughs> i am i am pretty much like off the charts for like most all of the traits like the good and the bad um and so, yeah my extroversion is like 97% or something like that like crazy um so i enjoy talking uh, sometimes I can get like very excited about things and then like not make things very clear. That's like one of my downfalls with speaking is that if it is not like pre thought out and I'm just like going for it, it can be very like long winded. And generally speaking, I don't have like a straightforward answer for most things because of like my science background. You know, I know like some people don't consider exercise science a real science, but um, I do. <laughs> I had to take a lot of science classes. So, but understanding that kind of process, like the scientific way of, of thinking, there, there is no black and white usually. There is always a gray area and I would never be comfortable saying like, this is it or this isn't it, you know? So generally speaking, my answers can be pretty long winded, um, which is generally not very concise, like this answer right now. So it can be, that's like my one downfall, I guess, with speaking um, that I've, I've tried to work on. But yes, I do enjoy talking. It's probably my favorite way of communicating I'm not really a big writer um like I don't mind it but like I've just never really like gotten into writing um so I would say that speaking is a lot more of my thing and I speaking is a lot better than even like communicating online with people or you know obviously I've, I've developed that skill as well because I have to write you know emails and updates and you know social media comments and things like that um but the podcasts or any kind of, or a YouTube video or just speaking in general is way easier for me to communicate um than it is via not a real way of like writing or you know interactive like web stuff yeah yeah i think Shit, i can't think of words today interactive what fucking email not interactive, interactive web, web stuff i'm like what is the uh, things on the internet <laughs> email oh my gosh uh, yeah 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 that's what i say i always i've i don't know like for me it's the same thing just like because i'm always like i'm never stirring on something i guess i'm open-minded from the the thing i guess and it's like to me it's like I am open-minded, but, like, I can't, like, you know, one day I might be this, you know, I just don't 
have like that kind of like, oh yes, this is me, this is who I am. I always change my mind. And the last second as well. So people just like, like, oh, you said this last week. I'm like, well, you can forget what I said last week. <laughs> what I'm saying now is what I, what I think. And then it's like, to me, I'm very like, I just change my position on a lot of things really fast. So, like, I might. Well, I think it's very important for people to understand two things. One, you obviously have to have your like backbone of beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you can't change like your core beliefs overnight because then you would be. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying in general, like people, like then you would be like a fraud, right? If you're like, oh, I believe in XXX, and then it's like, no, no, no. Like then the next day, it's like, what? It's like, okay, that's that's a little much, right? But your within those like core beliefs and values things should always be evolving because of new information and new experiences if you always say the same thing for the past you know 15 20 years 10 years whatever then you are most likely not doing any kind of self-development or furthering your education again it's not the big things that are going to change like because some things are just like how they are right like there's always going to be like the basics but then within that like the minute details can change over time and I think that really is true in any field and if you are always saying the exact same thing with no um, other experimentation or education like behind it then you need to do more of that yourself so I think that for people if they're like oh well didn't you say that before it's like yeah well that was five years ago and I've learned a lot more so now we've ever find that you know like uh, your positions change over time, you know, especially I mean, like the health and fitness space, particularly, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's new information. Um, and then there's also like you learning, like with me, I have the ability to work with not only myself to see how things change, but also with clients. So if I'm doing something and it works with one client and then I do something else and it works with a different client, I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. And then I continue to try things. If I were to just say, no, everybody has to do the same thing. I'd be a terrible coach. Right, the same answers, the same plan, like that's not going to work out at all because there are differences and you have to learn how to develop, you know, those skills and then change along the way. So if people, you know, if people worked with me maybe two years ago, things would be different on a lot of ends, you know, how I respond to people, the back end of the business, you know, how I address, you know, just updates and, and client interactions and also the information that I'm recommending, you know, I'm learning new things. So, hey, I didn't know this two years ago, but now I know this. So let's implement it and try it. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's just weird because, like, I can probably change my core beliefs not in a day. That's crazy. If someone changes it. But, like, a yeah. couple of weeks, I could really change, like, what I think about a, a certain thing that's, like, really powerful. Like, for me, that's really weird. Like, I'm so open-minded. Like, I'm willing, you know, I don't believe in things, like, believe in everything, but, like, I will explore, you know? I'm an explorer. That's, like, like, um, have you had the genetic testing done by any chance? Like, the genes? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, I was gonna say I bet you're I bet you're a met met. Um, so for fun nerdy people who like this kind of stuff, if you get one of these genetic testings, like a twenty three andme or something, right? Mm. They're only gonna spit out a certain amount of data because legally from the insurance companies they cannot give you all of the information. Um, they were trying to shut that down. So, but what you can do is you can download the raw data. Um, and then you can put that into like other smaller websites who do this. So the best one that me and Ryan found, my boyfriend, is uh, Self Decode. So it's really, really interesting. And they tell you a bunch of different things. So like, and they break it down essentially into like grades. So like, you know, like aging, like A plus or F, or, you know, like how you respond to carbs or, you know, your disease mm-hmm. risks for this. And then they, they give you this grade per se based on the genes that you have. And then they give you studies that you know that you can click on that that correlate with it. So there is a specific 
gene, um, the COMT gene, that has a lot to do with our personalities. And humans have three options. There's either two methionines, so met-met, two valines, val-val, or met-val, methionine-valine. 50% are met-vals, 25% val-val, 25% met-met. And met-mets have a lot more um, like dopamine floating around, and they are like very high placebo responders. Um, which is super, super interesting. Um, so some people who are higher placebo responders will like change things. Like they'll be like, oh, this, this works or, oh, this works. And they try and they keep bouncing around and stuff. Um, and there's also like a, there's just different things that are associated with each one. Um, a really good book on this just in general is called Suggestible You. It's okay. one of my like favorite recommended books. Um, it's just really, really interesting. And it's all about like your brain and placebos and like how you function in the world. And it's written in a pretty easy to understand style. It's not like you know, but, uh, the guy, the writer, Eric Vance was actually on Tim Ferriss and I was listening to his podcast and, um, it's pretty off the wall. Like the first half you're like, the fuck's guy talking about? And then all of a sudden he gets into like this other, it gets very cool. It's like basically like two podcasts in one. Um, but it's a really good podcast and it got me interested in the book and I'm absolutely obsessed with the book. So I recommend it whenever I can. Um, and that's where I learned about that COMT gene. So Lots of nerdy stuff for everybody listening and <laughs> little things that you can uh, add into your life or, or purchase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think genetics are the in- most interesting thing to me. It's like there's certain things that are just like coded into you. And it's weird because I'm a programmer. So to me, it's like, oh, this is this this is how it is. You know, this is the, the stuff that we don't see, you know. And it it's kind of similar, but like, you know, it's different. Like, I'm like, I don't understand what g you know aka you know i don't know what our dna is like i look at this stuff but i can see that there's a like it looks like to me it looks like javascript or something like to me it's just like oh someone coded this into you like like to me people are like oh that's crazy idea i'm like no it's not that crazy like, that's not that crazy i kind of i could but, see how that goes together like i always tell people like there's this uh google io uh conference and i was like i was watching it online i was like yeah artificial intelligence is coming like they had a a session where uh someone talked on the phone with uh artificial intelligence and it was really creepy it was like a real person like it had like the just the the sounds like um yes sir i can help you with that like it was weird and it was live that's the craziest part for me like okay you're talking to someone to the ai and phone and it's responding in real time giving these really crazy answers like like it sounded like a real person then what you know it's coded that way to code itself like it's really weird to me yeah i'm not i'm not about that that is fucking terrifying (laughs) oh i'm all about that stuff like i'm like that stuff oh my god no we're like all gonna die pretty soon no this this is what oh see i'm one of those crazy people that you know I'm like, let's see, do it. Let's you, see what happens. You could understand how to like decode it. I don't know how to like, you know, fight off robots. So when shit goes real south, uh, I'm not gonna know what to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want me to tell you the dark side about this? Like, it's really dark. So if if the yeah, the robots kill us all off because we're all stupid Americans, and then uh, we can't figure out how to, how to undo what we've done. <laughs> I think I think the real situation is like something that is smarter than us, like that can do things that we cannot do. You know, like if it could code itself, like we we don't know. I mean, there's genetic editing, but like there's not real, like we don't have it. Like we can't change everything. So, but with them, I think they could change it all. So it'd be weird. yeah, that's terrifying. Also, they could transfer <laughs> pretty much anywhere. 
Like, they are on the internet, so they, you know, and it's also about artificial bodies and all that stuff. Like, people think, oh, we're going to be, they're going to be robots. They're not going to be robots. They're going to be synthetic people. Like, like, that's where I think it's going. And people are like, what? So, yeah, we're going to be. It is too early for this man. I was, like, not ready for <laughs> uh, I, I, dude, You're the one who brought up this, this through the conversation. This is always the hard part because, like, you know, you say something, I'm like, oh, I thought of this. But, yeah. It's like looking at that stuff and I'm like, it's crazy. But I just want to see it happen. Like, see something happen. Like, it may not happen. It may happen. But, you know, it's all about like, oh, well, is this going to actually happen? I don't know. You know, people thought the world's going to end in 2000. You know, it's like, this is, to me, it's like, or that 2012 thing, which I was like, who follows the Mayan calendar anyways? Um, so to me, it's like watching this and then looking at it like, oh, this is, this is going to be epic. And like the things we can do, the things that can build the, you know, I'm not thinking about as a programmer. I don't think about the, 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 <laughs> the stuff that's going to happen afterwards. I think about like, what is this going to be used for? You know, I could, what, this could be weaponized. It could be this, this could also save lives. This could do this. I could figure this out. Like, you know, in the medical field, like, I feel like, and I don't want to offend anyone who's, you know, a doctor or anything like that. But like, to me, it's always like, well, the real thing that helps you is technology. It is not the medical practices. Like, those things don't change. Like, a tourniquet, like, like how you do these things, they're kind of like this, I mean, nutrition change. I mean, there's always change, but technology part, the MRIs, the, 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 you know, they have DEXA scans for health. They have this and that. It's all about the technology that comes. And where does that come from? Code. The code goes in there, the hardware, the software, it interacts together. And what if it's was a smart 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 DEXA scan like it could do things that like a regular DEXA scan couldn't do like tell you this tell you that tell you that and takes information so fast like you know we are very slow like compared to a computer I could throw a hundred thousand books at a computer and it could analyze it and what if it understood them all like to me it's like that's crazy you know and then you know Especially philosophy books. If you throw philosophy books, I don't, I don't know. This is crazy. I don't know what, what I'm talking about right now. I always get hyped about these things. And so it's like, to me, it's like, this is going to happen. I want to see it happen, even if it goes really bad. Well, that's that makes one of you. <laughs> I'm not ready for that to go bad, so. Yeah, but, like, if you think about it, like, you have an iPhone, you have a phone that, like, you have Siri, like, something that can talk to you and say things. Yeah, you know? I don't use that. I think it's weird. okay but like you have like so many objects i don't know like there's so many things that are happening like you know you have your house speaks to it your fire alarm speaks to your thing like you have air conditioner that thing's a computer what if i had a smart you know uh, you know something like that like it's like to me like the endless possibilities of what can happen or what can it be used for like it's really about the user like you know the yin and the yang like any everything's pretty much a tool and like how you use tools like based on your background your your thoughts your feelings all these other things and some things you don't understand or we don't understand as humans so it's like interesting to me like what would you do if you had an ai you know that's interesting like oh i would want it to clean my room i don't know like it would just be weird definitely (laughs) that'd be like the one perk i'm like go to the grocery store and clean my house yeah, 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 like, and what if it knew your patterns? That's weird, too. That's also, like, what Google does, like, 
You go on Google, oh, there's an ad about something I bought last week. Yeah, the, the creepy-ass phones that listen to you, yeah, that also freaks me out. Because yeah. you'll talk about one thing, and then literally, like, the next day, you're like, bitch, I did, I did not search this. I just talked about it, and now it's here. Hmm. That is weird as hell to me. Yeah, I always and, tell people everything is listening to you, even if you don't think so, or even watching you. Oh, no, it definitely is. And it's that like is weird to me. Like I, I 100% feel like I was born in like the wrong time era. And like, it's amazing that like my entire not my entire but the bulk of my business is online, which is really cool that I can do it anywhere, anytime work with anyone. Um, and I understand that there's like huge benefits to that. And like, that's how I have the luxury of like having the life that I have. Like if I was in health and fitness 20 years ago, it would be completely different, you know. But it's also like, it's so strange to me, like all of the like other stuff like that. And I would be like, totally cool if like none of that existed. Um, and I could just, I mean, obviously, I would have a completely different business model and a different life. Um, but it's I'm not somebody who like, totally geeks out over that stuff. I am just kind of like, Oh, it's there. And it's kind of weird. Um, and I'll just let it be and like, have it figure itself out. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Even think, like with social media, like I understand that that is like a huge part of my business. And I used to look at it as it wasn't. I would be like, oh, social media, wow. And uh, Ryan very much was like, you have to start looking at this as like your work. You know what I mean? Like it is part of your work. And it's not like I'm on there 24 7 with things, but there is a direct relationship with like putting out valuable content, educating people, talking with them. And then at some point, that is how you build everything. You know what I mean? Like that is how you build your brand and how you can have clients and you can travel and speak at seminars and people would want to buy like if you know, a book you had or whatever. Right. Um, and so it's, it's weird to think of it that way. And I'm like, I just wish it didn't exist, but I know that everything, my life would be completely different. Um, maybe in a good way, maybe in a bad way, <laughs> but it's just still like a weird thing to think about that. Like so many things are digitalized like that and we do rely on them. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's very strange. It's a strange world. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, and it's getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And you, and like things come up like, Oh, someone's making this thing and someone's doing that. Someone like, you never know what people are working on. Like I always wonder, I'm like, what are you working on? Like, you know, I have a friend who works at NASA. I'm like, what are you doing in there? Like, what is it? And he's like, Apparently Chinese people are making clones and shit. So I'm like, I'm also not ready for that kind of stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, you talk to, like one of my favorite books, if you haven't read it, uh, was um, not a brief history title. Well, I can't remember. Uh, a Brave New World. Oh, yeah. Brave New World. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's, see, I see that happening before anything. I don't know. I think we're going to be robots. Like, I think we're going to be enhanced people, like kind of like, kind of like, you know, machine and person, I guess. It's going to be weird. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I just don't know. The problem is people say, I think the biggest problem is like, nobody knows when it's just going to happen at some point. It's just mm. going to be like, boom, bang, we got this, you know, you know, it's not, it's not going to be like, oh, five years from now, this is going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen. It, it could happen in like two days from now. Robots attack, this and that. Like crazy stuff can happen really fast. I'm going to send you a text and be like, they were listening to our conversation. Oh, <laughs> They're yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, you know, we have those, like, I don't know, private conversations with people that are, like, doing stuff like that stuff. Like, you're like, should I be talking about this? I'm like, probably not, but let's see what happens, you know. Maybe someone comes and gets me, but, you know, it's like, to me, it's like, this is like, I guess, what, I don't know, your other podcast, Unglamorous, is like the unglamorous part of, like, 
being uh, someone who's building something crazy, like it's like, oh, you're trying to design something that learns where this is and where that is. Like, it's like, what is it going to do with that information? You don't know. You'll just figure it out. And a lot of scientists just don't care. Anyone who in programs or does anything, they just don't care. They just want to see it happen. It's like, can it be done? Yes. Let's see if it can be done. Let's do it. You know, it's not about like the aftermath. I always get people like, oh, why don't they think about this? Like, this could happen, that could happen. I don't think about any of the scenarios. I just think about, can it be done? You know, can we go to space? Can we do this? Can we do that? Can we, you know, it's like all these questions, you know, you know, it's like answering all these questions and trying to see if it happens. If it does happen, well, that's going to be a jolly good time or it's going to be terrifying. Just, you know, what? I don't know. You know, it's, people always look at me like, oh, okay, that's crazy. But we'll see. You know, just be careful. You know, that's what I tell people. You know, wear your seatbelt. That's all I say. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? I'm always like, what do you think of the world and like what all these crazy technology and like social media? I mean, like there's so many of them. Like I, I despise so many social medias. I'm like, well, not despise them. I just like, oh, these, yes. these are crazy tools. Like, Agree. Um, so my lens is obviously, you know, the fitness industry, however you want to classify that. Um, so I don't know really like, you know, celebrities and regular people stuff. Like, I don't know how it's affected all that. But in my world, in my lens, um, it's done a few things. One, there are, are an outstanding amount of people who are social media influencers, experts, but you know, whatever air quotes you want to throw up here, um, who you can absolutely not have a conversation with in person. They are like dead as a fucking doornail, have no personality. And then you get the phone in front of them and they're like, Oh my God. And I'm like, what are you, what, what is going on? And, uh, it's very disturbing to me actually. Like I've, I've always been very like disturbed internally about people like that. Um, because I'm like, you are two completely different people. And I get that some people are like more awkward in person. Like I totally get that. Like some people are very introverted and they, you know, have a hard time communicating with other people. But the fact that you can have a conversation, you know, with a phone or a, you know, a, a, a camera or whatever, and then you just completely disregard human interaction, like regular interaction is just very strange to me. And I think that social media has basically just, um, you know, like advanced that even more, you know, and it, it's just, it's taken things like crazy and like all these, like, like I said, all these social media people and, um, they, they do things just for social media. And then you meet them in person and you're like, you're nothing like that. And I, I never understood that because people will meet me and they're like, you're exactly what you, you seem like online. And I'm like, no shit. Why would I be any different? I don't, why I can't even understand how I would be different. Like I like that, that I'm not, I can't lie. Like I'm very like, you get what you get kind of thing with me. Um, and I can't be fake, but I, I just like don't. So that's like the huge issue I see is like people taking away from real life relationships to do things for social media relationships. If that makes sense. Um, well, that's like the one thing. And then the other thing is with social media in the fitness face is there are some people who just because they look a certain way will have a lot of followers and a lot of people like try to do what they do right and those people whether that that's fine you know if you look good but you might not know what you're talking about right so now you're giving out bad information or you're not giving out any information at all or you're just you're holding withholding information and not being truthful so there's a lot of things that go on like with social media as far as like 
following and, um, you know, intelligence and experience. And some of the best people that I know don't have a large following, whereas a lot of the people who do, um, I'm like, why, you know, like, what, what is your credibility as far as like, have you, you know, how many years experience have you been doing this? Like, how many people have you helped? Um, like, what are you doing yourself? Like, are you actually, you know, disclosing what you're doing, you know? Um, and again, it really just comes down to being truthful. Um, and just because someone looks a certain way does not mean they know what the fuck they're talking about. That's just what it is. And likewise, just because someone's very smart and has a lot of degrees, that also doesn't mean they know what they're talking about, right? So they could be very, very specialized in one area and try to play off being an expert, and they really don't know a lot of other things because they don't have a lot of the application, real-world experience. So you kind of have to have a blend of both, and you really have to just be cautious and overly wary of who you are following and getting your information from. And, um, you know, sometimes we have to do that through our own trial and error. You know, everyone's like, well, who should I listen to then? What should I, there's so much information. Well, you might have to take, you know, using context clues, right? Like, is this person credible? You know, like how long have they been doing this? Like, do they have any sort of education behind this? You know, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, you have to put all those pieces together and then you have to make your own decisions. You have to try things for yourself. You know, you have to see how it goes, but um, I don't know. Again, that was a really long-winded answer, but it's there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons with social media in that regard. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely changed fitness like a lot. Like there's there's no doubt about it. Like the fitness industry is completely different, like completely different than it was five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago because of social media. There's a lot more good and there's also a lot of bad. But I would say that there, there people are making a turn for the better and a lot of the people who used to do like scammy kind of things or whatever are getting like are just kind of fading away and I always go back to okay people who have like quick success and like quick fame are usually going to die out very quickly as well and then the people who put in the work and are kind of slower to go up at first not not everybody's going to know them or notice them right but then eventually their message will get across because it's consistent and it's true for many years mm -hmm. yeah, so when yeah. I'm very cynical and down, then I try to remind myself of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing with me is like I want to avoid the fame thing. You know, I don't want I don't want any of that. Even though I do podcasts and I like talking to people, like I want to avoid that at all costs. Like I don't want anybody to be like soup. Like it's just I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know if I can handle it. I know a few people that you know they're famous or whatever you call it. I don't even know what to say. I'm like. Oh, so you're like really well known. And I just say well known. Oh, you're so well known. You know, when people come up to them and you know, yeah, like, fans. Hundreds of people. I'm talking about like you know, just whoosh, get flooded. If they go to a convention, just get flooded. You know, like you know, it's like they're a superstar or something, whatever. Um, it's like to me, it's like oh, please, don't let that happen to me. Avoid that at all costs. Like, how can I possibly, you know, make people just dislike me enough to not come <laughs> up to me? And people like. What I want to be, you know, you know, a lot of people are like, don't you want to be like Justin Bieber? Heck no. If if 300 people come up to me, I'm going to be like, yo, back off, back off. I'm going to be really mean. Like, I'm not going to, you know, say anything messed up. I'm just going to be like really cold hearted. So I don't know. That's just my, like, I want to avoid that at all costs. Like, I mean, being famous means nothing. Are you making like an impact? Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. Are you making a difference? Like, that's what really matters. You know what I mean? And if people know you or they don't know you, that's really just, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it ends up being. Um, 
you know, if you put yourself in a situation like a fitness expo when there's hundreds of thousands of people there and you have made a large impact on yeah. people or you are famous, you're going to have people who come up to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you're putting yourself in that situation to be there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still make an impact without not ever going to those kinds of things and doing everything online if that's not like your deal, you know? Um, but the thing is a lot of people do chase this kind of fame and they try to get in front of certain people and they try to talk to certain people only and they're very opportunistic, you know? So they'll be nice to you at one aspect and then there's somebody else there who's like more important and then they go talk to that person instead and you're like, yo, what the, f like, I cannot stand people like that. And that's people who are seeking out the fame and recognition versus the impact, you know? So, um, and it's a very fine line, you know, like there, there's, you know, obviously at some point you want to be, you want your message to get across to be impactful so people know and they can use that information, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So you want it to reach more people, right? But how you do that, you can make, kind of like Jordan says, there's, there's one decision leads to the next, you know? So it's not like you just like wake up one night and you go from like being a nobody to being like this huge douchebag somebody, you know? Like every time you took a step towards that mm -hmm. and you have to make the decision to keep steering the right way. Um, and Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't like that either. I'm like, like you just want to have these certain type of people on this like it just doesn't make sense to me like i want my grandmother on the podcast because she has crazy stories like i'm like please you know i'm like i'm like grandma please just just talk to me for an hour she's like what's a podcast yes yes exactly and i'm like don't didn't i get you an iphone last week or something and she's like oh, oh yeah it did i just don't know how to use it like she knows how to call she knows like she doesn't know what all the icons are she's like what is this icon like, what is this? And I'm like, okay. And so it's like teaching her all these things. So that will happen at some point. But it's just like, to me, it's like, you know, she's like, what's a podcast? And I'm like, this and that. I'm like, oh, you just talk. Like, you talk to me. You know how you talk to me? Just talk to that, but to a microphone. So like, that's too strange, you know, or something like that, she would say. Oh, she speaks Spanish. So like, I'm trying to translate everything she says. So it's like. Oh, yeah, that'll be a little hard. Yeah. She speaks English very well, just doesn't speak it all the time. So, to mm -hmm. me, it's like, um, it's like I need to hear your story. Your stories are crazy. Like back in the, you know, the early '60s or you know '70s, and like coming across the border, doing all these crazy stuff. You know, she, she, it's like it's like to me like it's like a movie. Like her life was a movie. Like and like nobody heard hears her story except me and like all of my nephews. All my like like I'm like this is like a crazy story. You know. So that will happen at some point, but it's just like, to me, it's like trying to get her to learn a little, just enough about technology to be able to do it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because like, she was like, I don't want to talk to a microphone. I'm like, there's this little microphone I can put like on the side, you won't even notice, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, and then you just say whatever you want to say and I'll, I'll, I'll edit it. And she's like, what is editing? Like, I don't want, like, she's trying to ask me all these questions. So I think that's interesting. But yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like some people avoid the the fame part very well. Like Keanu Reeves, that man can get on the subway and not be talked to at all. Like, there's certain people like that that I want to be. I'm like, yes, that that guy succeeded. You know, like when you don't have to have security or this and that. Like, I'm like, avoid that at all costs. It's just like crazy to me that like you know you have to have six bodyguards and this and that if you're walking into. A well, that's a whole different world. I mean, yeah, that that's like. That's that's completely different. Yeah. Nobody fitness industry has bodyguards. Oh. But like the, you know, what I mean, like obviously, like nobody really cares that much. But the like the whole, you know, celebrities and ath like real athletes and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, like that. That's a whole different 
category. So yeah, fitness is like this big within it. People might think that they need bodyguards because they like have huge egos, but you know, in reality, nobody, nobody cares. Um, (laughs) like really. So it's, that's like a whole different thing. But so even those people that are popular within that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's definitely like a, it's a strange, it's a strange time. (laughs) Yeah. Strange world. Yeah. 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 I I don't know. It's weird. I think, uh, but yeah, yeah, I guess it's getting that's... better though. I, I do, I am, I am positive and optimistic that it is getting better. Um, as far as people seeking out more evidence-based information or at least, um, you know, cause there's not evidence for everything that we do within the health and fitness world, obviously, you know what I mean? Like there, there's a huge bridge between like science and application, but I think people are taking, are not just taking things at face value anymore. Or at least the people that I interact, like, I don't know, like, I just found that people are more hesitant to just believe something than they used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And they don't just say, oh, well, this person said I'll do it, said to do it, so I might as well just do it with no questions asked, right? Um, I think we're kind of getting away from that. Maybe that's just my lens of it and my, like, trying to be optimistic about it. Um, I'm not really sure, but I do feel like it has gotten um, substantially better, at least, um, with more like seeking evidence or at least just an explanation, you know, like people are, are, are asking or starting to ask questions now, mm-hmm. which is the right thing. Um, cause I, 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 you know, just blindly following any kind of advice for really anything, um, is not really the best, you know, unless you like literally don't care at all about it. Like if, if the, if the internet guy comes here to do the internet at my house, I could give two shits less. Does it work or does it not work? You know what I mean? With health and fitness, it's a little bit different because it is like your body, right? And it's how you're functioning and how you're living and your, you know, your your whole life. <laughs> so that's a little bit different. But I do understand that some people like just they're just like just tell mm-hmm. me what to do and I don't care. Um, but for people who are who have been in this for a while, who have usually been fucked over by somebody in the industry or you know in some capacity, right? Like messed up, I guess you could say. Um, then they are more likely to ask now so i think that that's definitely like an improvement and not just like oh let me just blindly follow this because this coach said to do this you know we're definitely seeing that kind of stuff dying off i mean there you know like there's obviously just large numbers of it so it's hard to just completely eradicate Mm -hmm. um and there's always going to be new people in the industry who just don't want to know and they don't care and they just want to do it but again i think it is getting better so that is exciting yeah yeah. i'm trying to be pessimistic and not pessimistic about it (laughs) i don't know i like that's the problem. Like it's your lens. Like you're looking through it through your eyes. So oh, sure. Yeah. Because I could talk to a hundred people, and I only, you know, that a hundred people out of a thousand, right? And like maybe all those hundred people are in a certain lens, and then the other hundred are in a different one. The other hundred are in a different one. Um, and yeah, so that could definitely be my lens. Yeah, but sure. but so it's, it's getting better in your community. Like it's yes, it's getting better in your community in your air, small like piece of the area so it's like oh this is great you know this is good and you can't focus on everyone um that's something that a lot of people try to do that i think um you know you can't please everyone and really everything that you do and you can't you have to learn that you have to be as as broad as possible while still keeping your niche right Hmm. because you know like um what's the thing tim ferris says like you know do everything for like your thousand like diehard fans like don't do things for like millions of people do it for like those people and then everybody will eventually come and i think it's the same idea with like the lens that you have and like the people that you're trying to help. Like if you, you know, I, I still help a wide variety of people with what I do, but it's still very niche in comparison to like the whole health and fitness community. Mm-hmm. 
also, and you know, I'm trying to help work on that because that is where my specialties lie. And that's where I think I can impact the most people. And then eventually, hopefully if those people get the results and then learn, they can eventually give that information to other people and then it spreads that way. So if you're trying to be like, oh, I need to help all these millions of people, then you're probably going to be shit out of luck. I mean, just to be completely honest. So focus on like a smaller group. Um, don't be too specialized, but focus on a smaller group out of the whole population. And then eventually those people will start teaching other people and it, the message will spread that way. That's so interesting. I would have thought. Now, I'm one of those crazy people like, help everybody. Let's do it all. You know, we can do it. Let's go. Let's go. You know, to me, it's like. That's the goal. But then you fall on deaf ears because mm. it's too large of a, of a, of a group. Right. Um, so I do think that the, like doing things for like those thousand diehard fans mm. or whatever, how he, how he words it is like absolutely amazing advice. And when I do things, I don't go, I'm only going to help these people. No. But the information that I give out or that I speak to people on is generally within a certain realm of, you know, of understanding. And then eventually, because you can look at all the bad stuff, you can say, I want to help everybody because there's so much bad information out there, right? And then we basically just start spinning your wheels because there's this group that believes this and then there's this group that believes that and there's this group that here and, and then everybody's over here and then you can't really ever get anything across because you're always trying to fight against things. Whereas if you're like, hey, here's my message, here's what I'm trying to educate people on and then this small group understands it and accepts it and learns from it then eventually it will spread mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of where i've taken my thought process yeah also you don't want to become monarch like you don't want to be the king or the you know because like then what you say goes like it's really weird you'll never be because everybody has those people within their little niche you know mm-hmm. but um generally speaking those people don't know everything and they have a lot more flaws than they do you know, positives. Anytime you become dogmatic about anything health and fitness related, you've lost. You've lost. I mean, there is absolutely nothing that is forever set in stone. You know what I mean? Like there are, like I talked about in the beginning, there's, there's black and white and then there's gray and there's different shades of gray, but there is, you know, so there, there's just never, if you become, sorry, there's just never black and white with things. And if you are dogmatic, then you've lost and your point will never be, you know, like you, again, you might have that little niche, mm-hmm. but then everybody else is like, yeah, that guy is, or that girl is a fraud or that guy or girl is dogmatic. Don't listen to them, you know, and then you'll eventually accumulate more negatives than positives. I think a lot of people are just like, I feel like a lot of people are just lost. Like they're just kind of like, oh, let's go this way, let's do this. Like, uh, it's like they're just kind of floating around trying to figure it all out. Well, that, I mean... Well, that's everyone, but, like... I guess I agree. A lot, of, a lot of people just don't know what's... Like, people are all about sides and choosing a team and having, like, this kind of community with them, you know? Yeah, I don't... I don't I'm not really like that, so I don't really know. Oh, so you're like... Oh, okay, I see. That's interesting. So I don't really get that. Um, I think that everybody should take personal responsibility for themselves. Oh, yes, yes. Clean your damn room. That's what I say. Yeah. I, uh, I think people should do their own research. research. I think that people should be self-sufficient. You should ask for help and, of course, look to people who have done it before or guide you. I mean, that's what I do with coaching, right? But I never it's, – it's not like um, – you have to have some level of personal responsibility in your life and self-sufficiency. Otherwise you will never learn anything for yourself and you will always be asking 
the wrong questions and getting probably subpar advice because you're going to listen to this person and then that person and then that person and then that person and then this person. And then you're never going to get a straightforward answer because everybody has something a little bit different to offer you, which is great. And then you don't know where to go. So you go, you try one thing, then you try another and then you try another and then you're spinning your reels forever. Whereas if you can take the, you know, the lens of, okay, I'm going to ask these people for help because they've, or, you know, work with them or, you know, be coached by them or be mentored by them. Right. Even if you have a coach or a mentor, you still have to think for yourself. Like there is no way around it. Like if you just, if you have a coach or a mentor and you're just listening to everything they say and just regurgitating it and, or just following it blindly, you're doing yourself a disservice. There is absolutely no reason for you to do that because now you can't teach other people about it and you don't even really know for yourself why you're doing it. So even if you have these people in your lives, which I think are extremely important, obviously, again, I'm a coach, I have a coach, I've had mentors over the years, those are extremely important things for your life and your self-development, but you still have to have your own autonomy and your own responsibility within that. Mm. At the end of the day, nobody's going to do anything for you, really, is what it comes down to, and if you want to have a successful life in whatever this path is, you know, then you need to work on that yourself. Yeah, yeah, and like, I always tell people there's like... There's literally an infinite amount of paths you can take. Like, people always get stuck on roads that are, like, they're pre-built for you, you know. This is where you go. This is how you get there. This is, you know, it's, like, step by step by step, you know. And it's, like, you don't have to take that road. You can go totally off-road, you know, just figure it out on your own. Just, you know, there's so many ways, especially with the Internet. Like, oh, my God, I can learn anything. I literally could learn anything. Like, it's, it's crazy to me that I could probably... You know, I'm like, I always say I got a philosophy degree, but I, it's an honorary philosophy degree because <laughs> I just read every book, everything that has to do with philosophy. I've read, I've read books by Hitler, read books by this person. I've read, like, I've read it all. And some of them I just don't understand. Like, I'm like, dude, what the hell are you write? And I talked to Dr. Peterson about this. He's like, can you explain to me what this book means? And he says, I don't know either. I'm like, what? You don't know? Uh, you know, because you always go to someone who, like, kind of has that kind of verbal cue and that knowledge. And you're like, oh, he doesn't know. Because he doesn't know what this person is talking about. Because this person can't articulate what they're talking about now because they're dead. And you're like, this is crazy to me. Like, there's books written that even even the smartest people don't understand. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So how are we going to figure this out? Someday it has to be figured out. Like, what is this person saying? Because I read a book by, I forget who it was, but but it was like Dr. Fred Nietzsche or something. And he was, I just, I just didn't know what he was talking about. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, it just sounds like mumbo jumbo to me. But for some reason, it seems like there's something hidden behind all this. But 